Draft Heads podcast. This is episode 78. This is the podcast where Tommy and I, my best friend of 20 years, we have a craft drink or cocktail. We talk about a specific topic for 10, 20 minutes and also do shout outs for local businesses, people we've met, places that we've visited. And this week, real quick, uh, we have Sebastian from Virginia which is a ramen spot, and, and well, there's a couple across the country, but we have one locally in Sandy Springs, and Tara and I used to go all the time, almost weekly, and we actually had to stop going because it was so crowded all the time, and there was always a huge wait list and everything because it's, like, too legit, and then we found out that they finally expanded, so now you can go back to Ginya, although that was several months ago, I think. We just didn't know, so Ginya's awesome. Thanks, Sebastian. Uh, appreciate you. We had a really great experience there. And also, I, I'm already one episode late on this, and I feel bad, so I have to tell, I have to do a shout-out without Tommy, or a thank you to Connor Abdo, who is the newest patron of the Craft Heads podcast. So, <laughs> anyways, thanks for the class. <laughs> so, I have a guest with us this week. Tommy's not here. I'm doing this on the fly. We are driving our friend Alex to the airport. So we have exactly about 40 minutes, give or take a couple. And apolog- uh, apologies for any, you know, audio quality might not be the best. But nevertheless, my friend Alex, he was back on episode 37 when we talked about Westworld. Welcome back to CHP, Alex. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I was, last time I was host Alex and you were guest Alex. Correct. Which actually made you a human and me an android. Oh, right. It, it, it really was amazing. I, that was a good episode. I enjoyed that. So all the way back last Tuesday, this was before Halloween, we decided we were going to have a spooktacular, as we call it, which we did it last year, where we just all dressed up in costumes and drank and stayed in the apartment and had an amazing night. This year, uh, we decided we were going to do that again, and I actually, you know, I, I turned, turned it into like a quasi thing. I, I think we wound up having like nine people, and one of those people was because I told Alex, I was like, man, we're going to miss you this year. And he was like, yeah, I'll be thinking of you guys, don't worry. So then a couple days later, he follows up and says, hey, if I fly into town tomorrow, will I have a place to stay? And I was like ecstatic. Tara and I both were. So he, Alex just booked a, an impromptu flight and joined us for the weekend. We didn't tell the neighbors or anything, and he showed up, and it was great. And uh, we had a great spooktacular party. Agreed. One of the topics that we'll move to after Alex introduces himself and such. Yeah, we never did a, a full one-on-one with you. And so, I don't know, this isn't really, but you've been on the show before. Can you just give me your backstory? Did we do that? I don't uh, think we did. I don't remember. I think we, we just went straight into Westworld. Agreed. Yeah, so, uh, hi, I'm Alex, I'm a friend of Alex, and used to be neighbor of Alex, and I think I moved in, like, January of 2018, and I didn't really introduce myself to you guys until April, I realized, when I was just passing the hallway, and then you guys just extended the invitation, like, hi, we're your neighbors, glad to meet you, you were holding my packages for me. I think I texted you. Because I looked at a package outside your door, and we had a problem around that time, people stealing packages. I found a phone number on it, and I just, I texted, I was like, hey, I don't know if this is a cell number or what, my name's Alex, I live next door, I got your package, because people were stealing them, and then that's how you and I got in touch. Correct, I'm like, who is this random person texting me? Taking my packages. My my neighbor, that's great, awesome. 
So that was the first time I ever interacted with you, and then finally met you when I flew back, and here we are. Uh, I'm a, I, not from Atlanta. I only came here for college. Um, I got my degree. I stayed in Partridge for like a year, and then I moved all the way out. Actually, no, I was traveling back and forth between Atlanta, Georgia, and Omaha, Nebraska for work, and. That was an arduous ordeal that I've told you guys many times about, mm-hmm. but eventually led to me um, finally moving out there a couple months back. And I would say I'm much happier now that I'm not traveling as much, but I am sad that I'm not next to you guys. So. Totally, dude. We, we, we lost a great one whenever you moved away, but this I always tell people, people who are like afraid to move away from home or afraid to move away from a group of friends or whatever, that's what airplanes are for. Correct. And, and, and that is why you're sitting here is because airplanes exist. Exactly. So, right. you know. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not new to traveling. I feel like I haven't really been home home since, like, like high school. So, really, I haven't been home since right. for, like, eight years now. So. Yeah. Wow. So, let's uh, – if, if there's anything else at any time that, for whatever reason, you think would be of benefit to the <clears throat> to the listeners, I mean – you know, just giving in some insight on yourself or whatever, you probably will as we talk about this. So just jump in, whatever. But I thought a really good topic would be something that is related to what we did over the past 24 hours, which after we had our spooktacular on Friday night, which we all got really drunk and had a really fun time. I think you would say host. Yeah, we got host. Uh, no drama, no bullshit, because that's not how we do things. We Correct. just had a lot of fun. Correct. Woke up feeling a little rough and then figured it out as the day went on. Watched a little, little bit of Spirited Away. Yes, that was great. But then, in general, I don't need to go into the details of how and when. In the past 24 hours, we watched Dave Chappelle's... <laughs> you like this? I love it. We watched Dave Chappelle's 2019 special. Well, hell, I think a couple others this year. But the most recent one is called Sticks and Stones. Correct. A couple months back it came out. And anybody who knows anything about Dave Chappelle, he's the undisputed champ of comedy. He's amazing. He's not afraid to, to offend anybody. Correct. I, I, he reveres comedy above all else, which I absolutely love. And oh, I really, we never had John watch the, um, the epilogue. Yeah, because he literally says comedy is my bitch and you don't want to watch anyone fucking my girl. Yeah, it's like, somebody, it's like watching somebody else fuck your girl. Correct. So, I, we, and, and I did tell them that they got to watch that as, okay. the, as the epilogue. I called it a chaser, which it really is. Yeah, better but, chaser. But anyways... I, it, you know, I'm, I'm just going to point out some obvious things here. Uh, I'm white and Alex is black. Yes. And something like this, you know, there's there's gratuitous word, uh, usage of the N-word. Yes. But, like, I I always think, when I think of Dave Chappelle, one of, you know, one of the funniest things he talks about in gen- or generally is about race relations. And he does it in such a way that people of different races can sit in a room and laugh their asses off together. And Let's take a deep dive on this. We'll go wherever you want with it. But something that I I realized on our third viewing of this in the past 24 hours, and we just watched this literally a half an hour ago before we left, put race aside, put politics aside, put gender benders aside, all of the hot-button issues today. And I think there's two camps of people. You either have a sense of humor or you don't. Agreed. Because you have some people who will claim that they love comedy and you know and maybe they'll be like yeah i'm comfortable with dave Chappelle," but maybe he crosses a line for them 
or like they they watch it and they they're laughing their asses off and all of a sudden something is is offensive to their own personal narrative and then they hate them or they hate the special or whatever i get what you mean and then they, it's not like they hate comedy they just hate dave Chappelle. all of a sudden really, they just don't have an expanded palette exactly and to me it's just wild because you when you walk into any sort of venue where you're watching a comedy show yeah either all bets are off right or don't go in there right period i mean when you come right down to it the only thing i think that you you can't or shouldn't joke about it's not about topics i think nothing is off the table the only thing that isn't really in good taste is if you are trying to one-on-one like if i were making jokes in front of you to insult you and hurt your feelings personally on a on a single one-to-one basis like what is that that doesn't make any sense no what is the that's that's literally just being mean as as childish as that sounds it's just mean but like he's a he's a comic he's a comedian his job is to take serious it to take uh serious things and make them funny instead of taking funny things and making them serious which is what the other camp always wants to do that's very true he has a a a skill of of doing that and i'm going to literally quote from his special and to all the listeners out there you guys should watch it yourself oh my god yeah he he has this skit in the epilogue that he's talking with the transgender woman and he's telling offensive what we what normal people would call offensive but to us it's hilarious and he's telling offensive jokes and he's telling really offensive transgender jokes, but there's a transgender woman in the audience just laughing her ass off. And then they meet up afterwards, and they talk about it, and Daphne is her name, and she says that, I read about you in the New York Times article, and it's fun. she says, it's funny how they criticize you, Dave Chappelle, for normalizing R. Kelly. Yes. Because they don't praise you for normalizing transgender people. And I thought that was so profound. Like, in this comedy skit, I'm, like, learning more about Dave Chappelle and appreciating it more, but that's just core to his character. He has a way of just making everyone feel normal, and that's what I think comedy should be. It's just, like, you can make fun of anyone and just enjoy it. Don't take it personally. It's just the nature of the game. Exactly. Like, as soon as you take offense to something especially a, you know a comedian who's in essence his job is to like quote offend you but you know not not in the way for us like to us it's just funny it's as soon as you think that some, a comedian has crossed a line it's like you're you're missing you're literally missing the point and i think one of the things that what another very telling thing that i've I don't know why I just stumbled across it online today because I was looking at Sticks and Stones. That's the name of the special. I think I mentioned that earlier. I looked at it on Rotten Tomatoes, and naturally, the critic score is trash. It's, what was it, 30-something? Because everybody's like, uh, they're bitching and moaning and complaining about it. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and he's so anti-PC and everything else. And then you look to the right, and the audience rating, which has... At the time that I looked at this, it was over 35,000 ratings. Correct. It had a 99%. I've never seen that anywhere. No, I mean, yeah. movies don't even get that. And here's, here's what I'm pointing out with, with pointing that 
stat or whatever you want to call it out. I am often saying to people on and off the podcast that I think the majority of people, and granted, that could be as small as 51%, which nowadays maybe it is, but I think the majority of people are normal. I think the majority of people are decent. They just want to make live a good life. They want to make a decent earn, you know, like earn a decent living and just help and be good to the people around them and their family and their friends. Like, we're all in this together, and for the most part, we're all pretty damn similar. I agree. And to me, that alone vindicates me. It's like the all of the people in the audience, those are the average people. And the average person thinks Dave Chappelle is hilarious. Uh, yes. You know what I mean? And then the so-called experts who study this for a living know what comedy is. They rated a 33%. Exactly. And, and it's, it's like it's a perfect reflection of, like, elitist people on the left, which, you know, generally, I think most people would agree with me, that's those kind of people, like the critics and the Hollywoods, everybody knows they are overwhelmingly left and and very PC, and it's like, one of the words that he says in the the special, and James pointed it, neighbor James pointed it out whenever we were watching, he says, Dave Chappelle says, I cannot live in this world that you, you're all proposing. I love that you're remembered. Yes, yes. But that you're proposing. He's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's too crazy to me. You know? Yeah. And it's like, I was thinking, why is it Dave Chappelle that anytime he comes out, he has been off the grid for literally a decade, mm-hmm. and he comes back, and it's funnier than ever, than I even remembered. Yep. Why is it that? I love Dave Chappelle when I get less content from him, but I don't laugh as hard as, like, Kevin Hart or Chris Rock. Yeah. I definitely don't like Cat Williams, and I'm listing all of those names because they're all some black comedians. Sure. But Dave Chappelle is the funniest, and even race, if we take race out of the equation, I still think Dave Chappelle... He's still hilarious. Yeah, that's just some of his best content. And, hey, I gotta, be, I gotta ask you something. I've never even asked you this in person. Are you a fan of the Clayton Bigsby... Skit. Oh, I love everything. Because, <laughs> okay. like, I mean, that shit is comedic liquid gold. I mean, it's just incredible. Yes. And, I... <laughs> and again, like, I would sit down and watch it with you. I just, I was actually saying, once I realized, oh, I don't know if I've ever, you know, texted Alex about that. I, I refresh my mind while we're talking. But Dude, that was, I think that was the first episode of The Chappelle Show. Are you kidding? I swear, don't quote me. I say that a lot nowadays. Don't quote me. But I'm pretty sure that was the first episode. What? I I had a vague recollection of what you're talking about. Yeah. But the Clayton Bigsby sketch is the white supremacist. Yeah, the black white supremacist. Blind, black yeah. white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You know, and and that that alone is funny. Like because in a in a way, I'm not trying to break this down and get all philosophical, but like it's just like blind racism, which does happen today. You know what I mean? And, and he's Yes, it's hilarious, and yes, he says the N-word a thousand times, and he, he talks like a retarded hillbilly, and it's so good, but he's also pointing out why that's so stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he's making fun of black people. No. He's making, that, that whole shit is making fun of blind, racist white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's just beautiful. In all his skits, it's just caricatures of any yeah. people in society. Caricatures, that's a good word. Caricatures. So he's, I mean, and, and I don't even know all the story behind it, but he, he actually touched on it sort of real quick, maybe in that epilogue. Oh. Fifteen years ago, whenever he 
left comedy or whatever and went on his trip to South Africa and just literally disappeared. From what I understand, he was just like, fuck this. You know, Comedy Central is greedy and just bleeding me dry, and I can't say what I want, and this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, I'm done. And that's why I left. I'm going to make a request out to your listeners. Because I don't think there's he's posted anywhere online, or I don't think it's publicly available to know why he left the Chappelle Show. Yeah. Chappelle Show ended. He left for 10 years. When he came back, he, like... It sounds like he legally can't say anything against Comedy Central maybe, about it. Maybe signed an NDA or something. Even in his other his previous two skit, um, specials, he kind of alludes to it. He makes a like a, a direct metaphor as to what Comedy Central was doing. To yeah. And listeners, if you're out there, if you can find exact details, please message us. Craftheadspodcast at gmail.com. Nice plug. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I would love to know why he left. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, I was trying to, what is it, a gag order? Isn't that oh, like yeah. the isn't that the legal jargon for it? Right. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, it is kind of crazy. But this this gives me another good segue, and uh, I didn't go into detail on it on the Joker cast, which was the last episode that I did with Tara. But the director of the, of the movie, Todd Phillips, mm-hmm. who previously did uh, a couple other comedies, including The Hangover, which is totally irreverent and hilarious. Yes. Never did see the third one. Um, and that's what I heard. Not, I don't, I'm not saying, I can't remember if he directed the first and second or just one of the two, but the point is he, he's done multiple comedies before. And also I just got done saying on the last episode that I don't really spend much time on the internet and I, I don't, but it had, happened to be one of those things. I can't remember. It was like a clickbaity thing that I saw and it piqued my interest. It got me. Sue me. Exactly. And it said how Todd Phillips celebrated, uh, his, his world, his world record of highest-grossing R-rated movie of all time, which the Joker did, and oh, yeah, and I read it, and it, it would, he did like some Instagram post or whatever. And meanwhile, again, clickbait, like that's how he celebrated. Fuck you! What a waste of my time that article was. But that article linked me to another article about him on the same website, and this was it was on Cinema Blend. If anybody's interested in finding it, but it talks about how he was quoted saying that woke culture is killing comedy and this is funny i always associated the woke with another mentality in the sense that like i view myself as woke because i see things for as they are or at least as i perceive them to be that is not what quote woke means woke is like social justice warrior mentality i feel like that's what woke culture i feel like woke culture is supposed to be what you define exactly it has turned into they appropriated it correct so whatever i'm asleep But (laughs) anyhow, I love how he said this, and and he is quoted as saying along the lines of, it it has the word fuck in it somewhere. He's like, fuck it. The stakes are too high to do comedy. You can't, I'm not doing comedy because my life will get ruined one way or another. I'm not doing it. I'm going to do something awesome like Joker instead, which is, of course, what he went and did. And it's great. And it is. But it's like, how sad is that, that we, we are killing a an important profession. We're we're killing it, and people. It's on life support, and people like Dave Chappelle are fighting for it. But I think, like I I know how you feel, but I think um, I'm sorry. What's the director's name? Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. He approached it like one of the two ways you could approach it. And yep. Dave Chappelle took the other route, mm-hmm. where Todd Phillips says, "I don't want to deal with it. I don't want all this death threats and the the." 
what's it called? Like just the the hurt that hate it would the, the hate, hate machine that it would cause to right. my life. Right. I choose to go down another venue. Which yeah. is respectful. You can do that. It's what I would do. I wouldn't have the balls to do. Which I'll do. It's like the way my life's going. I really couldn't handle that and just lose everything. Yeah. But Dave Chappelle, he chose the other route where well, he grew up. Yeah. culture that like didn't care he didn't care from the start right but he continued to say fuck it i want to talk about whatever i want to talk about i'm fucking dave Chappelle. And you're gonna like it yeah and, and i love i love it i mean he even i won't ruin any other jokes from the special but one of them he says something and he basically says like if you're offended if you're sitting at home watching this on netflix remember bitch you clicked on my face or something <laughs> right. something like that right. Right? Oh, so amazing. He chose to click this yeah. and go through whatever I have yeah. to do. And he, he just, like, he shits on his own audience, like, t- twice in it. it and it's like, he shits on us, like, five minutes Yeah. Into it. Well, yeah, and you know what's crazy? I don't I don't remember if you guys heard me or whatever, but he, uh, I won't spoil it, he does two impressions. And I guessed what the second, because he says, all right, you have to guess who I'm doing an impression of. And I guessed the second one. And I was like, man, this is profound. I mean, I'm watching a, a stand-up comic and he's giving me like he's schooling us in philosophy i mean what have we what have we come to you know we we need to actually turn to dave Chappelle for some cultural learnings right isn't it hilarious that we laugh at this dude making fun of us yes i i I would like to think that he's not making fun of me because that's not me what he the the impression that he's doing is not me it's certainly not you it's certainly not tara or anybody else really in my circle of people that i hang out with so you know, and, and I'd like to think that most of the people in the audience, he's not making fun of by virtue of them being there. Right. Because most people in that audience probably laughed at almost everything that he said. It's, it's you know, but, you know, there's always going to be some people who, despite paying money to go see Dave Chappelle and knowing mistakes and knowing that he's like, look, nobody's safe here. Right. I'm going to roast all you guys. There's probably some people who went to that show and, and they now hate him. They're like, I'm never... I'm never watching another Chappelle. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, why it's, it it makes me think of, um, it makes me think of Isaac Hayes leaving South Park back in the day. Uh, rest in peace. He's, oh my God, dude. So he obviously voiced chef and was a, was a very, he was as important to the show as like Randy Marsh is now, you know? Yes. Well, he, he had no problem. All those years, he had no problem cashing checks with the show making fun of blacks, whites, Indians, Asians, whatever else, making fun of Christians and Jews. You know, they destroyed Jews because Kyle's Jewish and and who? I think Matt Stone is Jewish. Maybe they're both Jewish. One of the two of them is Jewish. You know, they make fun of everybody and everything. I mean, South Park is the epitome of nothing is sacred. And all of a sudden, though, they made fun of Scientology, and he quit. I didn't know that. He he had had no problem cashing those checks all those years at everybody else's expense, but all of a sudden, something that was sacred to him, all of a sudden, that was off limits. Fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 then they brutally eviscerate him. On the show, like they kill, they kill his character in the most unceremonious, disrespectful way, and then he, his carcass shits itself as its final moments on screen. I've been looking for that episode because I know Chef is so funny, show, but it's just there's so many seasons now, and like, uh, yeah, I don't know, but 
and and this was what the precursor to him. I could I could be wrong. My second, don't quote me, but I think all of the audio in that episode, since obviously he never would have agreed to it. Right. They had so much audio of him that they spliced everything together. And everything that he does in that episode is, you know, it, they generated it on their own. But I, I always encourage people, if, if I somehow am misremembering facts or just have, like, have random, I'm just spewing diarrhea, and you're, like, screaming at your podcast or your radio right now, please write in and correct me, and I will, like, I will, I will fess up on the next episode. Oh, I but, like that. Yeah, I, but I swear that that's, that's how it all went down. It's just, man. Man, it, it's crazy. Please, please watch Sticks and Stones. You know, and, and, and if you know you're going to be triggered or upset by it, then don't. That's, I mean, I challenge you to anyways, but that's fine. But at least don't watch it and then get offended because then, then you're one of those people that I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that you don't make sense. But as followers, <laughs> because you just mentioned Scientology. I, that's fine. Like, I, Tommy and I are always going to do our own thing with craft heads, and I'm, I'm not going to pander. Like, I'm never going to pander. Unless somebody gives me, I'll, I'll, yes, I have a sellout price. If somebody gives me $2 million, I'll say anything <laughs> and pocket the money, and then I'll quit the podcast. So, yeah, like anybody else, I've got a price. But in the meantime, we're going to do our own thing. And I think it's important that everybody else does their own thing and says what they want to say, as long as you're not, you know, like, if you're not, like, just being a mean, malicious, bad person. That's different. Nobody should do that. That's stupid. So, we've solved all the world's problems there. Well, yeah, is there anything uh, anything more lighthearted or anything you'd like to share with, with the listeners, Alex, about you and your life, what you're doing? I don't know. Lighthearted. As I said, I'm happy to not be traveling. So yeah, I've I've been living out there for it's November now, so about three, almost three months. Uh, not a lot going down, going on out there. A lot of places to drink, a lot of places to eat, but I don't know. It's very chill. As I said, as I told you, like, I think you and Tara would be happier there. It's just a very neighborly <laughs> little hangout spots, but... And, and just not as densely populated. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, Tara and I, we, we both adore Atlanta. Most importantly, we adore the people that we, that are, we are around here, obviously, with the neighbors and, you know, Tommy and Claire and lo- lots of really good people, but, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I, there's a part of me that Probably, or part of both of us, I, I wish we could, like, sort of teleport around with Ketteris Paribus, all other things equal, except you just get to live somewhere else for, like, six months. That'd be so cool. Obviously, uh, airplanes exist, but teleportation does not. Yeah. Only uh, our, my friend Steve McGov does know how to teleport, but he hasn't shared that with anybody yet. I, I think it has something to do with it's because he's a vegan and he fasts, and he, he, draws, he usually draws his supernatural abilities from those traits, yeah. So, have you, you you've tried fasting? Have you tried fasting? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I try to eat one meal a day. Yeah, I usually eat around dinner time. Um, it was a process to get there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, fasting is great. Everyone should do it. Everyone should cut um, cut sugar out of their lives. Maybe not entirely, but drastically yeah. reduce what you eat now. Yes. And uh, drink more water. Yeah, sugar causes cancer. Everybody, literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was really good. It literally feeds cancer. If you didn't know that, so. That's a thing. Sure is bad. Yeah. And, but like anything else, everything in moderation. You know, it's not like if you try and swear off any source of sugar forever, you're, you'll actually, uh, it's a scientific fact, you'll be a miserable son of a bitch. I said sugar <laughs> is bad. What's wrong? What I should have said is excess is bad. Sure. Exactly. 
Excess anything is bad, right? But as you said, and I'm putting the disclaimer out, is that you do not recommend anything. I do not Yeah, that, that's right. I, I don't give advice. I, I steal that from Steve also, but it's, it, he has a lot of really entertaining things. This person behind me is mad, and I don't know why, because I'm. Uh, there are four lanes, and I'm second from the right, so they can get over it and pass me if they want. Wow. Yeah, okay. Well, see, I'd like to see her total her car, but, but, but I don't want her to get hurt. I swear to God. But financial ruin, sure. You know, that's totally cool. I mean, I don't get it. If I were going 50 in the far left lane, I would, I under, I mean, I get frustrated. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We live in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, go live somewhere where there aren't as many people because, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, go to Omaha. There's, there's not going to be as much traffic there. What else? Uh, you guys do a dirty word, right? Uh, you know what? We haven't done it in a while. Um, yeah. Go for it. I don't know what has Dirty been. word of the week. I don't know what has been said, but cunt. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I said that. Oh, well, I still want it. So bad, but I, I say it everywhere at my workplace with my coworkers. Good. Just, that's the word. That's amazing. You know what is hilarious? So I try and do my very best with the dirty word of the week if we ever say that. I try and immediately think of one, and then I try and commit to it. This is so ridiculous. You said cunt. Mine is coochie. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even say coochie. Alex said you're right Yeah, yeah. It, it's somewhere, let me tell you. It's so weird. Yeah. It's awesome. It sounds cute, but you know what it's describing. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would say that most people wouldn't think it's a cute word, but. <laughs> but or, okay, would you say. Would you say there are more words? For the female vagina than there are the male penis or oh, vice versa. Yeah, there's only like dick and cock. Well, but here's the thing: if you if you get really abstract, you can include everything. You know, like Rod Johnson, like anything can be a penis. Willie corn cob. I just I just said that. I've never heard it used. Egg, yeah, eggplant emoji. You know, but then you can get like really in the weeds also for vagina, or the you know the the whole. Just so everybody's clear, the whole thing. The vulva. That's that's the all-encompassing term. Oh, we're getting sex ed? We are. We are. We are. Absolutely. I want to make sure you get on this airplane, like, knowing your your female anatomical words. It's important. Where's the clitoris? Uh, are you a clitoris or a clitoris guy? Clitoris. I'm a clitoris guy. Clitoris is when I know someone doesn't know what it is. <laughs> Tara's smiling in the back seat. <laughs> I was wondering if she's here. She, said, she's, she's she says clitoris, I think. I it. You're funny, honey. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Okay, so, um, <laughs> should we make that a wrap? Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. We talked about Chappelle. We said he's great. Yes. Recapped our lives. I'm from Omaha. I used to live here. Uh, do you have any personal life stuff that you want to share with the audience? I don't, I, you know what, I'll just... Listeners, that's what you want. Yeah, listeners, audience, folks, fam, just whatever, whatever they are. Um, yeah, supporters, lovers. Patrons. Yep, patrons. So, I want to say I'm very thankful for your friendship. Uh, you're, you're good, meeting good friends later in life, it's not only difficult, I'm really not even interested in it. I, I, have, a, I have a really good uh, friend and mentor of mine, much older. Uh, he's my dad's age, and he always jokingly says, I'm not taking any applications. 
you know, he's like, I've got all the friends I need in my life, and they're all great. And he's like, I'm, I'm set. You know, I don't need any new friends. And while I don't need any new friends, sometimes I'll take applications. And I'm glad that you and I, and I'm, I'm glad I texted you that day. And then another funny thing about our origin story is you, the first time that you came over and hung out at my slash our apartment, I wasn't even there. Tommy, I was living with Tommy at the time. Tara wasn't, well, Tara was in the picture, but I was at a wedding with Tara. Uh, so I was out of town, and, and you had your friend Colette, and the neighbors were over, of course. And you guys all sent me a picture, you know, flipping me off naturally. And I, I loved it. And I sent back a picture. Uh, Tara took it. I was I was fully naked with a hat covering a part of my body. Was it a hat? It yes. was a hat. Yeah, it was a hat, and it was very Burt Reynolds-y. It was a great picture. That was like one of the first, like, like the first three encounters I've ever had with you. Yeah, I didn't meet you. Yeah, you saw yeah. that. Like, is that an anti-dick thing? Yeah, it was, it was sort of an inverse dick thing. Yeah, that's what that's called. That's exactly what it's called. It is now. Yep. So, Alex, I'm glad we met. Uh, I'm thankful for our friendship. I appreciate you, and thank you for flying in to come see all your Lantern fam, because we're, we're here for you any time you want to come visit. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And uh, literally, literally, any time you want me to visit, and I'm free, and I'm coming here. Peace. Amen to that, brother. We didn't have a drink because I'm driving. See you next week. <laughs>